welcome back to the Soscast. We discuss various questions which relate to natural resources in this podcast. And in the last four episodes, we have been continuously discussing about the COVID-19 emergency. There could be a thinking that this pandemic has got nothing to do with natural resources. Nothing could be more erroneous than thinking that a pandemic has got nothing to do with the natural world. It is the patterns, it is the processes, it is the mechanisms, and it is the materials of the natural world that come together to create a pandemic. The natural resources world, like minerals, petroleum, etc., could be impacted very strongly by the pandemic. But what we have to realize is that infectious diseases like this is at the core of what we do in the nature. So discussing about COVID-19 is not an area which is of no concern to natural resources, but in fact, it has got every reason to be there in a discourse on natural resources. For one thing, this pandemic has forced us to see natural resources world or the natural capital more closely. It is also important to note that this pandemic can provide a lot of lessons which we can learn. We will discuss about one of the important lessons this pandemic can teach us in this episode. I am Hari Tulsidas. If you have a comment or a question, please leave me a message through email or leave a public comment on Reddit. Details are available on the show notes. Today is 5th April 2020. We have seen that many countries took a lot of decisions on how to handle this pandemic using various models. In a few countries, we have seen that these models have led the decision makers to go into different directions. In the UK, there was a confusion whether this pandemic should be addressed in a very light way or should be addressed on a more stronger basis on at a future date. In the US, we presently are seeing varying numbers on how much people will potentially die from this pandemic as it rolls on. This is about modeling, but we also saw that in some of the countries, various other factors interfered with their forecasting of the growth of this infection. In France, we saw that one religious group fueled a large explosion in the virus infections after they had a group meeting which lasted five days. In India, which was having a record of keeping the daily cases of infection consistently below 100 over a large period, suddenly saw the cases jump to several hundreds in each day in the last few days. Again, this has been attributed to the work of a religious group which held a large meeting in the capital city of New Delhi. What can we learn from these incidents? How we are not getting close to have a single number or a single forecast with modeling or sometimes our conventional wisdom based on very simple 
arithmetic go wrong because of certain unforeseen incidents that happens in a few countries can we learn something from these changes these variations from normal and whether we can apply these lessons into our larger questions on natural resource management in this episode i will be referring to the book i have mentioned in the earlier episode called busts the hidden pattern behind everything we do from your email to bloody crusades written by albert laslo barapasi interestingly this book also had given a comment that the question about the next deadly pandemic is not if it will happen but when also this book gave a wonderful example of a hungarian national hero named georgi ck whose exploits and his gruesome end have ignited a lot of reactions and continues to ignite a lot of reactions in hungarian world coming to this pandemic we can understand that religion has played a big role in a few countries in spreading the virus in south korea which is the most famous example we saw that half the country's about 10000 cases stem from a mass gathering held by a particular christian sect in february in iran the outbreak appears have started in qom the conservative city of shiite seminaries about 2 hours from tehran so here instead of closing down public places of worship a measure that public health experts would have taken in other countries the head of the shrine in qom called on pilgrims to keep coming we consider this holy shrine to be a place of healing that means people should come here to heal from spiritual and physical diseases pilgrims returning from the holy city of qom in iran have spread the virus throughout central and south asia it has reached azerbaijan afghanistan bahrain canada georgia iraq kuwait lebanon oman pakistan and the united arab emirates now shiite islam is not a sect more a traditional religion than a sect traditional religions christianity islam buddhism hinduism or whatever religion they have all closed their places of worship when this pandemic became really serious we understand that the holy mosques of mecca and medina are now closed for pilgrims also there is a talk that the hajj festival this year could be postponed many other places also are taking similar steps vatican has cancelled all public gatherings the pope has stopped appearing in person before crowds and he is now only giving online sermons many churches around the world has started doing the same thing giving online sermons etc so the problem with the virus spread is not the traditional religions per se it is more of the doing of certain groups within the religions who have certain overt cultic features so we have seen churches playing a role in spreading coronavirus in singapore 
there are few instances in US and we may hear more from the US in the coming days but the real work has been done by this cultic like organization the one we saw in south korea is definitely a cultic organization it is not a mainstream church the shin cheon ji church of south korea is a growing church with a large membership and number of branches across the country an individual from this church now known as patient 31 was attributed to the maximum spread of coronavirus in the south korean context so this person infected about 41 members of the shin cheon ji church and initially the infection spread within the church and from there it has gone out into the community the special feature of this church is they do prayers in very packed small rooms tightly packed with uh, devotees and after one or two hours of prayer all the members go out onto the streets and do preaching for a certain time so this is not a peculiar behavior of a normal church people come to the church or even a mosque they come they pray and then they go back home it is very rare maybe there are other evangelical churches where they do prayer and then they go out and preach that is how they become super networkers normal human beings are networkers people come to the church they may go back and visit some families and then they get back to home but in this case the worshipers are coming to the church praying together for 2 hours or so and then they go out and meet hundreds of people on the street so this makes an explosive situation the same thing happened with another organization called tablighi jamaat a conservative muslim group who conduct lots of meetings all around the world where thousands of people gather and after the meeting which may last 2 or 3 days members of this sect go out in different parts of the country and different parts of the world and start preaching they go from house to house or they gather people in local mosque and preach it is said that about half the year these people will be on road each person will be on road preaching the religion to individuals and small groups tablighi jamaat had a meeting in malaysia between 27th february and 1st march 2020 which saw some 16000 people gathering in a mosque in kuala lumpur of which about 1500 participants were from different other countries as of 20 march it is estimated that 624 of the country's 1030 covid-19 cases were linked to this gathering not only that this meeting has been the source of infection in many other countries including brunei singapore thailand cambodia vietnam and philippines the same group had planned a gathering of 250000 people outside lahore in pakistan in march even though the event was called off in response to official request participants have already gathered and commuted together and people have come from different countries to attend this tablighi jamaat annual conference and due to the covid-19 outbreak within this community pakistan had to place the entire 
town of Raivind under quarantine, closing shops and preventing people from entering or leaving after at least 40 Tablighi preachers tested positive for the virus. When the people left back to their countries, the infection has been carried to many countries, including Gaza Strip in Palestine, Kyrgyzstan, Nigeria, etc. The same Tablighi Jamaat had a meeting in New Delhi, the capital city of India, where 3,000 people gathered, including about 800 from different Asian countries. As of 4th April, 1,023 of India's positive cases of COVID-19 are linked to this event. On April 3rd, the government of India had to send its national security advisor to convince this organization to to disperse from the site where they have gathered which is a mosque in the Nizamuddin locality of Delhi 2361 people were removed by police from this site the attendees of this meeting had gone to at least 10 states of india and have caused outbreaks in these 10 states as of today indian government has claimed that the doubling of covid-19 cases in india was about 4.1 days but after the tablighi jamaat incident today as of 5th april the government of india claims that the doubling of covid cases has increased from 7.4 days before the tablighi meeting to 4.1 days today going to france on february 18th hundreds of members of a sect called Christian Open Door gathered in a small town called Mulhaus a city of 100000 on France borders with Germany and Switzerland this prayer meeting kicked off the biggest cluster of covid-19 cases in France around 2500 confirmed cases have been linked to this meeting the worshipers at this church have taken the disease to the west african state of burkina faso mediterranean island of corsica to guyana in latin america switzerland to a nuclear facility in france and to the workshops of one of europe's biggest automakers the pgo 17 members of the congregation have died of complication linked to the disease so more than traditional religious groups these evangelical groups turn super spreaders what could be the reason there are certain common features for this sects which were involved in spreading coronavirus they are more evangelical and they are all often referred to as robots who go on doing the organization and work as if they are brainwashed i think it is a common feature of most sects or could be an allegation that has been put on most of the sects but in this particular incident we have heard comments like we are taught not to be afraid of illness none of us have a fear of coronavirus coronavirus would not affect a true believer and statements like this god chooses who is to be infected and who is not and god will save us said one member of this sect another member said This is a satanic plan conceived a long time ago to destroy the world but God is watching over us and he will lead the people out In Pakistan a member of this 
tablighi jamaat even stabbed a police officer who was trying to quarantine the people who have gathered there so it is a common feature that these groups have taken this pandemic emergency very lightly they had religious reasons given to say that this is not going to harm them and also they carried out their work as if nothing has happened and their work means going and meeting thousands and thousands of people for preaching the religion this make these groups super spreaders we have seen a few individuals who behave in this way in every society and this was mentioned in in the previous episodes of resource cast but what we are seeing here is this organization is amplifying this network effect we see that when most technological advances we enjoy today from computers to cell phones space travel to new trucks all rest on hundreds of years of scientific inquiry driven by unwavering belief that natural phenomena can be understood described quantified predicted and eventually controlled but this pandemic raises a question whether we can actually predict the behavior of individuals and human society in the past psychologists had good models to understand human what humans do and why they do something particular today we may be using computers to gather large number of data to understand the same thing with these studies it could be obvious that it will become that human actions follow simple reproducible patterns governed by wide reaching laws but it is not true and this is the reason why some of the models and calculation go haywire in the book burst several examples are given to show how unpredictable human societies can be one such experiment is tracking currency notes as they are changed from one person to another from one hand to another hand and how they travel over the country these studies have made great headlines in the past like banknote tracking helps model spread of disease which was an article published by new scientist on the cover page in the january 26 2006 edition guardian paper came with a headline saying money talks tracking dollar bills helps explain how diseases spread another example on how web stories are read by people gave the results that 28% of the traffic occurred through during the initial 24 hours after the article was published online on the second day there was a dramatic drop in readership accounting to more 7% of the article's total hits traditional modeling will say that this article will die go towards its death and no more clicks will be happening in the days that follow but the fact is that the articles continue to be read many times over many days after their initial publication some of the articles found a second life in popular forums via links from other websites etc but the articles continue to be read for months together so why would people regularly click on certain news items that were anywhere from a week to a month old One question has been asked by Karl Popper, one of 20th century science's most famous philosophers. He calls the expectation that social science will make historical prediction as historicist doctrine, saying that it is one of the oldest dreams of mankind, the dream of prophecy, the idea that we can know what the future has in store for us and that we can profit from such knowledge by adjusting our policy to it. In his 
1959 essay prediction and prophecy popper poses the following it is a fact that we can prophesy solar eclipses with high degree of precision and for a long time ahead why should we not be able to predict revolutions his argument is simple eclipse prophecies and indeed prophecies based on regularity of seasons are possible only because our solar system is a stationary and repetitive system and this is so because of the accident that it is isolated from the influence of other mechanical systems by immense regions of empty space and therefore relatively free of interferences from outside analysis of such repetitive system is not typical of natural science nature will have very rarely such systems these repetitive systems are special cases where scientific predictions becomes impressive that is all for most natural system including human behavior such prediction is impossible today we have global weather prediction that over the past 5 years or 10 years had been 95% accurate in its 3 day forecast but it fails for longer forecasts all this could be explained by what is known as the power law 19th century italian economist wilfredo pareto found that while the vast majority of people are poor a few individuals amass outlandish wealth we commonly know this rule as the 80 20 rule power laws explain why most of us confine our lives to very small circle a few kilometers at the most moving back and forth with high regularity among several nearby locations this highly localized majority coexist with some people who move hundreds of kilometers each day a few individuals may even travel thousands of kilometers these are not people who occasionally take a trip as we do when we travel for a vacation or for some business the flight of such people are often called the levy pattern a huge jump ahead is trailed by many small localized steps that appear to take us nowhere or perhaps even backward in some instances levy walk is similar to a levy pattern is similar to a person taking a wandering aimless walk a particle on a levy flight randomly changes its direction after each jump that jump sizes can be described by a power law means that most of the time a levy particle appears confined to a small area tiptoeing around the same neighborhood occasionally however it will take a great distance it will leap a great distance before resuming its mincing dance in some far away spot we can call this pattern predictably unpredictable power laws and levy patterns makes controlling an epidemic through social distancing a difficult task that is why the best laid plans can go every 80% of the virus spread is being done by 20% of the population understanding this burst in the way people move is very important in managing an infection outbreak the control systems of an epidemic will have to be prepared for this levy patterns it doesn't follow normal statistical rules you can't 
control the situation or study the situation or analyze the situation based on the law of averages or any other statistical values like mean median mode etc the authorities will have to carefully analyze the situation based on the possibility that levy patterns can arise in any population being prepared means that we are better placed to react to the predictably unpredictable moves by certain people in the case of covid-19 always certain people are there in a community who are super spreaders but this large organizations which behave with a different kind of religious belief are ultra super spreaders they not only attract highly connected highly mobile and highly networked individuals they also give a platform for such individuals to amplify their levy pattern an effective control of a epidemic will depend on this understanding now this is not only about controlling a pandemic any other natural system will have this kind of burst behavior an understanding of this behavior will be good in bringing out solutions to some of our problems we will stop here resource cost will be back next week with some other exciting topic meanwhile please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and also provide your comments to improve this show thank you